0: Hey, I'm Jason Hennessy. Most importantly, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a friend, a colleague. Uh, I'm also the owner of a digital marketing agency called Hennessy Digital, where we do search engine optimization and digital marketing, primarily for the law firm business. And I just wrote a book called Law Firm SEO. And I'm excited because you are listening to The Purpose Driven Entrepreneur.
1: What's up, purpose-driven entrepreneurs? It's me, your host Timmy Bauer. My guest today, Jason Hennessy. Jason, thank you so much for being a guest on the show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: I'm excited to talk to you. Um, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but let me uh, give our listeners some context, or let me have you give our listeners some context. So, as rapid fire as you can, what okay. I want to know is, like, what does your business do? Like, what do you sell, and to who? How do you how do you get customers, and what's your growth been like?
0: Sure. So I I sell digital marketing services primarily to law firms. Um, That's kind of where I got my start. Um, How do we sell? Um, We basically lead with education, right? So we educate our clients. uh, We provide a good service. And as a result of that, we build case studies that we then also use to then help pitch our services. Um, And so uh, that's a little bit about uh, who we are.
1: Yeah, you've also started several companies, right? Like I was looking at your LinkedIn bio and there's a whole bunch of companies. Have they all been digital marketing uh, agencies?
0: Uh, No, not so much. I mean, um, you know, but we do leverage our core competency. Um, So we have an agency, there's about 130 of us that work for Hennessy Digital, and uh, as a result of kind of uh, what we do with having designers and developers and content writers, you know, we've leveraged that to kind of start other businesses, uh, gotcha. primarily in the digital space. But we also have a studio that we just built in Hollywood, California.
1: What was the first business that you started?
0: Huh, I, I just told this story yesterday. Um, so I was the kid that would go to Costco with my mom and buy the, the big bag of blow pops okay, and okay. walk around in school with a backpack and selling them for 25 cents each. I didn't have a lot of money. So like, I couldn't just ask my mom for $20. Like, I'd have to like go out and earn some of it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I was taught a very valuable lesson young in life.
1: I kind of wish that my parents had taught me to earn money that way. So like my parents had a similar mindset, like they, they would never just give me money. I always mm-hmm. had to earn it. Mm -hmm. but um but they would offer me like ways to earn money from them which Mm -hmm. i think is great like i think if that's a parenting style that you have like i think that's a great parenting style but i also think it's great if you could just work on inspiring your kid about different ways that they can earn money out in the market Mm -hmm. instead of just having them earn money from you and my parents didn't do like a terrible job with this like they we had so uh, I had to mow our lawn that was like required but my parents okay. still paid me for it but they would See pay it. me six dollars to mow our lawn and our lawn was huge um, <laughs> but in exchange after mowing our lawn I could then use the lawnmower equipment to go make money out in the neighborhood <laughs>
0: See, that's a little valuable lesson in life, see? Yeah. There you go. they're leasing you the equipment, right? There.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um and it's it funny, I would get done mowing our lawn for $6 and then I would mow our neighbor's lawn for $20. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um Jason, what is something since you've started, so since uh the early days of your of digital marketing, uh, you mm-hmm. uh, running a digital marketing agency to now? What is something that you have evolved your thinking on about how to run a company?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, there's two that come to mind. Um, a, everybody needs a coach, right? Right you know, think about when you were young and you played little league baseball or gymnastics, right? You probably had a coach, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when you were trying to study for the SAT, somebody might've coached you, right? Um, yeah. So throughout in your entire life, you've had teachers and coaches, right? But when you run a business, you're kind of on your own, right? Yeah. And so, it, it, you get to the point where you could take your business so far, but if you really want to take it to the next level, A, find somebody who has done it that can kind of show you all the shortcuts and coach you. And then the second piece of advice is that you're not going to be able to do it on your own. You know, Hire people that are smarter than you, that are better and more capable at doing some of the things that you're not good at to help accelerate the business.
1: What is your best advice when it comes to finding a good coach? Um, and like, what would be great is if you could get practical, like for me, one of the first coaches that I hired is a sales coach to just like, I'm part of a group sales coaching group Mm -hmm. that meets twice a month. Um, and that's been really beneficial. Like just learning the basics of sales in a way that's conducive to me. Like it's very conversational. I can just bring up the problems that I'm having. Sure. Um, but I'm curious from you, how do you go about finding coaches in the early days so you've started your business you have customers it's working but you need coaching
0: yeah i'll give you a perfect example so uh so for me how i found my coach um about 10 years ago i had a different agency um that i was building at the time came across some youtube videos like a a ted talk and it was a guy by the name of cameron harold um who i learned that he wrote a couple books and he was like an influencer and so i watched his ted talk and he really spoke to me because It talked about like my childhood. He had a very similar childhood and it talks about how we raise kids to be doctors and lawyers, like society kind of defines that as successful, but we don't really kind of try to raise kids to be entrepreneurs. And so anyway, he did this amazing Ted talk. Maybe you can post the link or something. Um, And it was just awesome. And so like at that time, I'm like, wow, I really resonate with this guy. I really love his style. Um, but there's no way I could afford him to coach me at the time, right? But I visualized it and I followed him on social media. I read his books. And then January of 2020, we brought him on. I, I just reached 10 million in revenue. And I'm like, okay, now it's time to bring on Cameron. Let me reach out and see if he would coach me. And sure enough, reached out, wrote this amazing email. That's the second part is taking action, right? You've got to take action. So I visualized it. And I now can afford it. And then I'm taking action. So I reached out to him and, and he agreed. And we basically doubled our revenue um, since we brought him on as a coach. Um, and he's still my coach. Um, but for those that are listening, you know, a visualize it, find somebody that inspires you, read books, right? And once you've read a book you know, reach out to the author and, and, and see if they'll coach you, right? Because you have to take action. You can create a future that wasn't going to exist just by taking action.
1: It's very, very hard. Just thinking about your second piece of advice. It's very, mm-hmm. very hard to hire in the early stages of the company. Like, yep. you don't have a lot of money. Like, you're, yep. you're wearing all the hats. Like, currently, I wear marketing, sales, and, like, product design. Like, mm-hmm. like making sure yeah. or like making sure the product is great. Um, the, the idea that I would just go hire somebody who's better than me, I just don't have the means to do it. Sure. Like, what do I do? Do I just wait? Do I just like.
0: Yeah. So how, what I would say is you, you, you have two tools, right? You have time or money. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And so uh, for me, because I didn't have the money to afford Cameron, what did I do? I invested my time by reading his books and watching his videos and learning from him, right, on a much cheaper scale than actually hiring him to coach me personally. Right. So the thing that I would say by that is go out and find somebody that inspires you follow them and read all of their books, watch YouTube videos. You just have to invest your time if you don't have the money to spend on it. Right.
1: Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. curious as somebody that runs a digital marketing agency, what is the longest lever that you can pull when it comes to marketing? Like what's the, what's something that is like for what you get out of it is the lowest amount of investment.
0: What you're doing right now, creating content. Yeah. Yeah creating content, investing your time to create good content about what you're passionate about, right? Because that's how you start to build an audience. And you might only have, at first, when you first started, you might've only had six people that tuned in. It was like your mom, your grandma, you know what I mean? But over time, as you're more consistent and you continue to do it, that's probably the best, uh, I guess, lever that you can pull.
1: It's interesting that you didn't say SEO. Um, I'm curious where, where, or when SEO fits in. Well,
0: Well, this is SEO really. I mean, if you, if you leverage this correctly and you put this video on a website and you get the transcription, like what you're doing is you're extracting like a lot of information that could be text content that Google could read and index. Right. And then if you go through and you optimize it correctly and, you know, you're going to put me on a show. I'm, you're probably going to leverage my notoriety and I'm going to take it and share it. And now your audience becomes my audience. Right. Um, and so, uh, that just kind of gives you more listenership, more reach. So what you're doing is, uh, is definitely an SEO strategy if you execute it correctly.
1: Got it. Okay, cool. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Um, what, so would you say just like, As far as how to take a podcast and leverage it well for SEO, is it like the most essential components is obviously you post it to the player, but Mm -hmm. posting, like making a a dedicated blog post that's at the very least the transcription. Yep. What else? Like what else is like most essential?
0: Well, you want to optimize the title of the post using the guest name.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so that when somebody's Googling Jason Hennessy, right, you know, they find Timmy's podcast, your website, right? Yeah. And now they're interested because they weren't searching for Timmy, they were searching for Jason, but now there's this cool video and I know Jason and I'm, I'm interested in what he has to share, right? Um, you know, and then and it's important to have the video on the page, obviously, but making sure that you get a transcription of the video. And then anything that we mentioned, right? So I'd mention like um, Cameron's TED Talk, right? Maybe link out to some of the, uh, the things that were referenced in the in each podcast as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jason, I thought it would be cool to because this podcast did, didn't exist. Uh, have a podcast where I ask successful entrepreneurs how they like what it is they're really living for. So when you think about the question, how do you want to be remembered when you die or what is it that you're living your life for? What's jumped out to you as most important?
0: Yeah. And uh so I think when you live, when you're born, you don't know your purpose, right? Yeah. I think you have to find your purpose. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, if you would have asked me this when I was uh nine years old, I would be like, Duh, I'm gonna be a professional Legos. baseball player. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna be a professional baseball player. Like, what kind of question is that, right? You know, that's my purpose, right? If you were to ask me this question when I was 22, I'm gonna be like the world's best DJ. Like, I love music, right? You know. And then over time, you you became I became an entrepreneur and I became a business leader. I, you know. Then you have kids. It's like I'm gonna be the best husband, right? I'm gonna be the best father, right? You know, I think your purpose changes, but I think where I'm at in my life right now, personally, um, you know, my purpose has always been to make money. Like I'm very money motivated. Um, but now I'm, a, I'm at a point in my life where like, th- there's not a big difference between having like Oprah wealth versus kind of where I'm at. Sure. She might have a nicer view on the ocean in Santa Monica, but I've got a beautiful home. I've got a beautiful family. I drive nice cars. You know what I mean? So like for me personally, um, it's a matter of making a difference now. So instead of making a living, it's a matter of making a difference. And that's by doing things for non-for-profits and making a difference in, in my employees' lives yeah. um, and giving them a good lifestyle.
1: How does it feel saying I'm very money motivated? I haven't heard a lot of people that are just really candid about saying that. I'm personally oh. not money very money motivated. But um, I've got one that's my motivation is is just as uh, like sounds bad as saying Mm -hmm. I'm very money motivated.
0: Sure. Well, I guess when a dog stems from where you come from. Right. So when you grew up and you don't have a lot of money. Right. I'm a lot of you know that that was just my drive. Right. Because I I didn't have the money to buy the cool bicycle that all the other I had like hand me down stuff. Right. And so. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it was ingrained in me and my upbringing. And don't get me wrong. Like my mother did an amazing job raising me as a young 17 year old mom. Right. Um, and my grandparents were like very influential. And then my fa- my stepfather came into my life, but you know, I didn't live a bad life, but that was just my drive, you know, because what you don't have, you want. Right. And so that was, that became my drive. Um, And so, you know, nowadays, am I money motivated? Sure, I like to grow businesses and stuff. And it's more of like a a challenge, I guess, if you will. Like I like, you know, but I'm truly giving back. I'm employing people where, you know, it's, it's interesting to see like my employees and their families and them going on vacation. And it's a byproduct of what we're building together, really.
1: Did you ever get from a point of extreme striving to a point of rest? Like So some people that I talked to that are entrepreneurs would say that they're, they, they were never striving. It was just like, they were just working and it happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then others would say like, they're still striving, but like, you sound like someone who's very at rest. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that you're not a hard worker, but mm-hmm. what was the transition like going from somebody that strived to make money to where you are now?
0: You know, I think that all kind of happened once you have kids, right? Um,
1: Okay.
0: For me, you know, because when I didn't have kids, I would be like working from six o'clock in the morning till two o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean? Like all day, you know, taking breaks and going to lunch with my wife and, you know, but I was like constantly working, right? You know, but then when you have kids, you know, if you're working those hours, who do you sacrifice that time, right? And so then your life becomes unbalanced, um and so you know there's that old saying like i'm going to be working when you know my competitors are sleeping you know i mean and that's really you see motivational videos and people are like giving it hearts it's like yes 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 right but again once you have kids your life and your perspective starts to change right you know you start missing out on some of those moments because you're working so hard um and so i think that was a big thing for me is is having kids but the other thing is. Hiring people that are much smarter than me than me in the specific roles that I used to do when I was building the business, you get to a point where you start to make money and you reinvest the money into better, you know, into more people that can do different things. Right. And then that provides you with the freedom to do things that I enjoy, like writing a book and building doing a podcast and spending more time with my children and traveling.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I have a for fun question for you. So I'm a kid's book author, and I believe Mm -hmm. that part of leaving a legacy and making a difference is reaching the hearts of kids. What's Mm -hmm. a topic or idea you'd make a kid's book about if you could?
0: You know, it's interesting that you say that because I've got a four year old daughter. Her name is Brooklyn. Okay. And we started going, you know, my wife would take her uh, to bed and read her stories. Um, And it was cool. We, you know, read all of the stories. She goes to the library and gets books but when I when I go down and lay with her at night um we don't have any books what I do is I have her make up the story and then she tells me the bedtime story and and I just allow, allow her imagination to kind of flow and it it goes in all kinds of directions we start at a you know, an amusement park and there's a dog named Willie and the dog goes to McDonald's. Right. And it's like, you know, it's her perception of the world is coming out and her creativity. And I love that. And Like, I almost want to like, like, you ever see like drunk history. I almost want to like, reenact like little kids stories right Where yeah they just make up a story and then there's like actors like famous actors that are playing out the story like i think yeah. that would be a cool concept
1: so so i have actually done that with the kids but so um so at, shortly after i started dinosaur house uh-huh. um, i was over hanging out with my sister and her daughter and uh-huh. her daughter was four and okay. she, I get done reading her one of the books that we made, and she's like, "Now I want to tell you a story." And I pulled out my phone and I hit the voice memo record button and uh-huh. set it down and had her tell me a story. Okay. And then I took that and just made like just put uh, illustration notes all over it, See? sent it through my company to have it made into a kids book. And then like months later, I like told my sister, I was like, hey, here's a story that your daughter told me.
0: <laughs> I love we might be on to something with that, man. Like that should be like a whole business in itself. Right. I, mean, I it's think cool. so. What do you think yeah. people would pay for that? Uh, To create the book or to buy the book?
1: Um, to, to, create the book. So like, to create the book. So like literally like give me a transcript of your daughter telling a story and we will turn it into a kid's book. Like what's the what's the
0: uh, I mean, there's a, you know people will do more than they'll do for themselves for their children. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, for something like that, I would, I would pay, you know, if, if it's custom illustrations and yep. stuff is yep. that what we're talking, you know, and yes. I don't know, what is it like a 12 page book? Like, I don't know. How uh, like- so
1: typical picture book uh, on the low end is 24 pages. So 24 would be pages looking at around 24 pages or 12 so page spreads. If you think about a spread, like the illustration going from one page to the other.
0: Yeah. So I just worked with an illustrator for my book, um, a guy by the name of Mike Rohde. He did all the illustrations for WeWork. Really nice. good stuff, right? Some really good illustration. So I know how much illustrations, like good illustrations go for. Um, heck, you know, I might think that like a, a parent would pay like maybe like $1,500, you know, maybe more for, for a book like that. Maybe more, 1500.
1: maybe $1,500. 20- so yeah, our lowest price right now is three dollars Okay. So then,
0: so then maybe I'm way off then. So, so maybe they'd pay 5k, you know, maybe they, but I, I, if that was an option, I would probably, uh, I would probably pursue it. Yeah. I just, I just did it as an experiment, my daughter and Hey, maybe we turn it into a book. Maybe we can do that together.
1: That would be fun. I would love to, <laughs> I didn't mean to have a sales conversation right here, but
0: it's <laughs> in our DNA,
1: right? I would, I would love to explore that with you. Yeah. Like, let's let's keep talking after this call. We okay, don't let's, mind.
0: Let's do it. Yeah.
1: My, uh, my my last for fun question for you, Jason, is what is something that you currently suck at that a year from now you want to be great at?
0: Something that I suck at. Holy crap, man! There's a lot that I uh that I suck at. Um, yeah. So for me. Um, working out and eating a little bit healthier. <laughs> like, oh, just yeah. say, like that's a big thing. You know, I grew up in an Italian, uh, you know, family, and we ate a lot of pasta. And um, so I think I just want to get a little bit more intentional with uh, both, uh, both of that, you know, and I've been deliberately doing that, but just eating healthier and, uh, and being more consistent with working out.
1: Yeah, I almost see like the complete, like two complete polar opposites among entrepreneurs where Mm -hmm. either the disciplines of entrepreneurship have translated over to uh, the way they eat and the way they work out or their high value of freedom Mm -hmm. coupled with the stress of entrepreneurship has caused them to fly off the rails when it comes to the other way. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I think that um, I have fluctuated like in the very, very beginnings when I was like, I'm touring all the time. I am going to just like blood, sweat, and tears. I'm just going to make money off of book sales Mm -hmm. that grind, like hustle kind of mentality also bled into like fitness. It's cool. Now, now it's like this, like the, the stress of trying to build a business coupled with the freedom that it affords me is like is not good for my health. <laughs> See? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the biggest inhibitor for you when it comes to like that stuff, fitness and and whatnot?
0: Uh, you know, just blocking what gets scheduled gets done. Right. Yeah. You know, and so like uh, just recently I started like. Because like my schedule is really busy, right? And like like every 15 minutes, there's something happening all the way until like the end of the day. And so I, I used to have 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. open. And so because there wasn't anything that was getting available during the day, People would just start blocking off like, oh, call with Jason at 6.30 in the morning and 7. And so now I just kind of completely blocked off from 6 to 9 every morning for me to just be me. And eat a healthy breakfast, maybe get a juice, go to the gym, just be a little bit more deliberate
1: about it. Let me ask you this. Do you think that that's better for your business, worse for your business, or neutral? Because I have done the same thing, and I'm Mm -hmm. struggling to justify it. So like Wednesdays, literally the whole day says no one else's agenda allowed.
0: That's funny because Wednesday is my creative day. Um, uh-huh. So like, and I at my it's supposed to be where my whole day is completely blocked off so that I can just be creative. Um, so it's funny so why that is go-
1: that? Why and, and and do you typically have an agenda for it or do you typically go into it very free flowy?
0: No, no agenda, man. It just allows you to be creative. Like for example, last Wednesday I drove down to the Beverly Hotel, Beverly Hills Hotel. I, I got a, a little space in I wanted to kind of think big, right? I wanted to be like, wow, this is a beautiful place. There's Bentleys rolling up, right? It's like, this is cool, right? And so what I did was I went into a little cafe there and I sat there for about like six hours and they kept bringing me coffee and sandwiches. And, and what I did was I actually started to document the vivid vision. So like I, I went three years into the future. Right. And I'm like, what do my businesses look like? And what did I see? And I just started writing out little bullets. It's like, all right, we're doing $32 million per per year now. You know, we now have 400 employees. Right. And it was very specific. Right. But that, you know, you, you can't have an agenda that just kind of has to happen naturally. You just have to block out the time to just be creative.
1: And why would you say that is beneficial to your business as opposed to negative or neutral?
0: Um, So I think it's beneficial to the business. Um, Well, first of all, like, the blocking out the six to 9am, that's more of a mental health thing, right? For yep. me, right? Yep. So like if, if I'm stressed out, and I'm working at six o'clock in the morning till five o'clock every day, and I can't get any breaks, it's just not good for my mental health. So that's why I started yeah. to block out that time frame. But for for the business, like I think uh, the whole reason why entrepreneurs start businesses is because they're creative, they solve problems, right? Yeah. But um it's gotten to the point where I've become more of like, as like, like zoom has been consuming my day and I don't have time to be creative. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. have time to solve problems. If I'm just like being sucked into this call and that call and this call, right. Yeah. You only have so much mental energy in a day.
1: Agreed. And Yeah. It builds your mental energy instead mm-hmm. of sapping it away. That's exactly. a great way of explaining it is that mm-hmm. it, it like refreshes and rebuilds the mental energy. Well, yeah, your
0: gas tank becomes empty and you got to fill it up and Wednesday's our day to do that.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Jason, this has been a super fun conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time with me. Where are you most active and where would you like listeners to connect with you?
0: Yeah. Uh, Instagram, uh, you can certainly just hit me up at Jason Hennessy H E N N E S S E Y. That's the best way to follow me. And, uh, You can find our business at hennessey.com.
1: Thanks for being on.